These delicate strips of film are the materials which record and transmit the creations of Hollywood. We're, we're talking pictures. Oh, we're recording. Welcome, uh. guys, to uh, the Talking Pictures podcast. I'm Dave. Hey, guys. This is Evan. And we're back again for another one. We came back. We came back. No from one the dead. asked, but one we. we... <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, we're still doing this. Apparently. Uh, this is episode Ocho. It is the Ocho. Yeah, this is great news, man. <laughs> is, is it? Great. Why? Because uh, eight equals infinity. If you yeah, if right? you push an eight really hard on it and it lays down, it's for it takes forever. That's what I learned. Uh, um, you trying yeah, to pick me up? This What's is going a, on here? <laughs> this is cool. Do you want to push me down forever? I want to push you down. For- <laughs> Ew. <laughs> So romantic. <laughs> I want to push you down forever. Uh, Damn, you got a lot of good liners. That's what you just said. <laughs> I, I, dude, I got a lot of good liners. Guys, we're back with another episode, and, and guess we what? Are we are back. We watch movies, and we're going to chit chat about them and talk about them for a good amount of time. I think so. Um, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. Me we're too. back in my place for this episode. Yeah, yeah. We're back. Um, <sighs> the other one got knocked down. <sighs> As we were recording, <laughs> they were surprised. The bulldozer came through, and they were like, "What are you guys doing?" And we have, we have a pocket, and they said, "We don't care." It was a Friday night, which is even stranger. We don't care. Yeah. Well, your your, your little thing, your little art you guys are doing in your room. We asked for them to record with us. They had uh, no intention. We don't watch that. movies. We drink Yingling lagers <laughs> and bulldoze houses. That was you, my construction. Who worker. is this? <laughs> that was my construction. That's how Mario should have sounded. I did want to take a second. Now, how's that song go? I want to take a second right here. Talk about b-ball with my best friends and my boys and Will Smith you in the hood. And what is that said song? so many words that I can't like, possibly comprehend what that <laughs> what is, is that right song? now. West Philadelphia. Yeah, I want to take a raised. minute right here. But yeah. he says, I want to take a minute right here I'd, and talk about West. I'd like Philadelphia. to take a minute. Just sit right there. That's it. Yeah, I'm butchering it. Yeah. I want to let's take a minute to talk right here about West Philadelphia in Bel Air. Right? <laughs> what are you, a politician? <laughs> Dude, I got to say something. What's up? I wanted to wish a happy birthday to a couple people. Are okay. Ready? Today's, today's birthdays are. It's a new thing I'm going to do every time. Akon. <laughs> Akon's <laughs> birthday is Convicts. Today. Convict music. music. She's Miss Independent. Um, False. This is not a con. <laughs> uh, Kirsten. Blasphemy. Uh, Kristen. Deer, uh, Dunst. Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Yes. I've just never seen it spelt. And then Travis <laughs> Scott. <laughs> so it's their birthdays today. Okay. Yeah. So happy birthday, Kirsten. I guess she's older than she was last year. So that's great for her. Um, it's going to be a great show today, guys. We got a lot of movies to talk about. Uh, <laughs> you knew Kirsten Dunst is married to Jesse Plemons. Yeah. He's so sure. strange. Yeah. How do you think yeah. they met? I think they met on a movie. Oh, on yeah. that movie. Probably not that one. Uh, I, f- I forget which one long time ago. Yeah, yeah, Meth yeah. Damon. Meth Damon. That's what they call him. Really? Yeah. That's great. Matt Damon. How on meth. did. Oh, he does look a little bit Matt. Yeah. Raise, oh, they have a relationship timeline right here. Take a look back at Paradox Co-Star's love story. They met in 2007. Wow. No, October 7, 2015. Excuse me. <laughs> what a difference. Fargo. Season two. Oh, season two after Fargo. After party. That's right. The after party. Yeah. I don't know how much this is true. What it's saying is <laughs> no, they did meet on Fargo. I, know, oh, really? I remember that now. Okay. They often stayed up late running lines with each other, a level of dedication that had been drummed into them for a lifetime spent 
Jordan the entertainment Depp. industry. Who? What is this? This is on something town and country is the website I'm looking okay. at. That's legit. Okay, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Here's a picture of her touching his face on January 17, <laughs> 2016. So uh, now you know. And he's smiling. You want to show our listeners and our uh, onlookers the free swag we got from the movie sure screening do. we went to today? Yeah, today we saw a movie so. together. And it's, uh, it's, I'm God, are you Margaret? Thank God. Thank God you're Margaret. <laughs> I don't know why, but at the Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret screening at Brunswick Square, they were handing out stemless wine glasses yeah. to everyone that bought a ticket. Yeah, I don't know. Even the, <laughs> right. even the ticket gentleman was like. Even the kids got them. He didn't have an answer. I didn't realize how many kids, like, it's, is it a kid's book? I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about it tonight. Yeah. But there was like a lot of children in the audience. What do we got back here? You got the book? I did just read this. Damn, that uh, looks like about a, two weeks ago. A copy straight from your library is it like <laughs> from your elementary school. It's not that long. I wanted to get one that like looks like an older version. Yeah. Because there is a cover out right now that has like Margaret's texting God and she sends like, no. are you there, God? Next text, it's me, Margaret, and then on the other side is God with the three, the three dot bubbles. Oh, <laughs> the thought bubbles left on red. <laughs> Dude, texting God uh, says, no. "I just like it." Just who? felt like a slap in the face to buy that sure. version because God responds, "New phone, who dis? <laughs> who Margaret was? Uh, report junk." If God texts back, it comes up green. <laughs> God's an Android God. God's an Android God. <laughs> Guys, we got four big movies we're going to talk about tonight. You already read the description, so I'm going to tell you twice. But we're talking about Are You Margaret? I'm God. Looks like something called The Covenant. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Real weird. Got to really get his name in there, huh? Yeah, right. Evil Dead. Rise. Evil Dead High Rise. <laughs> <laughs> and Bo is Afraid. Surprise. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin We Phoenix. will be talking about Bo is Afraid last because that it will yeah. be a spoilery conversation eventually. Yeah, man. But yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about these. I know. This I is, really, uh, yeah. I'm going to say this is the best slate of four movies we've had so far this year. And we watched the one today. Margaret got it. So we're coming fresh off too, which is cool. Right. It feels like, I don't know. If, have we done this yet? Have we like fresh out of the theater? Come hot off a of theater or like right into the palms hot. of the pod? Uh, no, it's the first time. What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> Into the palms of the pod? Wow. <laughs> What's going on, man? And half a sip uh, of wine. Fucking trash. Well, that's what AMC gets for supplying you with wine. That's it, man. Um, yeah, guys, we got a lot of movies that we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, so I think, I think we should talk about The Covenant. First of all. Totally forgetting about our new segment. Oh, guys, we have a new segment that Evan's going to introduce again right now. Well, I don't think he even properly introduced it last time. I don't think so. So go for it. So last time we did a little 60 second on the clock. I read a bunch of news stories to Dave. He reacts to them in real time. They are brand new news to him. They sure are. And we're going to call this segment News to Dave. All right, man, dude, because this is really fun. Cause last are you time, ready for this? Yeah, last time was a lot of fun. So, again, I have one minute to rate them, one through ten, ten being the best, one being the worst, and hopefully I get a couple other numbers in between. And uh, let me have some coffee. He prepares. Sorry to drink right into the mic. And I'm ready, baby. Hit He's that. Ready. Hit it. Okay. Maybe I'm not ready. Three, 
two, one. Glenn Powell and Daisy Edgar Jones to star in Twister remake. Trying to think who did. Uh, five, 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 five. Easy five. Denis Villeneuve is reportedly being actively pursued to direct the next James Bond film. Ten. <laughs> I love Denny's. Galaxy Quest TV series coming to Paramount Plus. Ah. Really? T- okay. Three. Twilight TV series in the works. One. Couldn't be one or. James McAvoy to star in the Hollywood remake of Speak No Evil. I don't know what the what it is originally. Speak No Evil with yeah. the the horror movie. Oh, with um. Don't ruin it, but uh, with the kids. With Richard Pryor and. To <sighs> say a number. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Robert Pattinson reportedly in talks to star in Chloe Zhao's Dracula movie. Fire. Ten. ten. <laughs> I think I say five. Fiver. <laughs> Craven the Hunter will officially be Sony's first rated R Marvel film. Ten. Keep the hands up. Marvel's. Up oh, time. I will get through these. Marvel's Agatha Coven of Chaos appears to be a musical. No. <laughs> No, man. The hands up was facetious. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it hurts um, when you say things like that. Black Mirror returns in June to I'm Netflix. Not that excited. Stop Dodgeball on. sequel is in the works. Absolutely. With too. Vince Vaughn. Yes. Uh, Insider rumor claims that Antonio Banderas is set to play Galactus, an upcoming Fantastic Four no! movie. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and lastly, the Rhino is named to be the official villain of Craven the Hunter. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. A 10. Just all over the map there, up and down. I know, man. Because you hit me with these things that are like <laughs> fucking cool or I not so you'd be cool. Down for Galaxy Quest, man. I haven't seen it, and I'm sorry Ever. about it. Ever? Oh god, that movie is like right in your wheelhouse. I know it is. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. So you should write down my numbers that I give during that, and maybe we can like you know get an average and over time and see where I'm doing. Because uh, I did you say numbers? I just heard fire and other elements. <laughs> <laughs> I got a five in there. I got a six. I, I'm sorry Fiverr Cause you're asking me Come on Like that's tough Like that if you tough. were like a, How do you feel about this thing And be like Well that's a solid two or three Like yeah. those numbers don't exist I'm just like good bad middle Right, right. So You wanna talk about something Do you wanna I, I talk about like, something Yeah you wanna talk about Covenant first I do Okay Yeah Guys Get ready Cause we're gonna talk about The first movie of the night Hit me with those Sweet sweet log lines Um God Alright Here we go um, let's see. Four young men who belong to a New England supernatural legacy are forced to battle a fifth power long thought to have died out. Meanwhile, jealous. No, no, no. 2006. <laughs> co- whose covenant is that? <laughs> this is starring Sebastian Stan, Stephen Strait, Sebastian Taylor Stan. Kitsch, the the do the deep from <laughs> from um, from the boys. Chase Crawford. Yeah. This is a movie called The Covenant from 2006. Wow. So I'm sorry, and but that movie was an hour and a half um, long. <laughs> All right, the guy, the guy Richie's, the guy Richie, Richie. the guy hey, Richie's, that guy Richie, that guy Richie, yeah, Richie. the Covenant now Richie playing only in theaters. Uh, this movie came out in two, uh, 20, uh, 2023. It's two hours and three minutes long. I'm surprised. <laughs> Those three minutes, man, they'll do you in. During the war in Afghanistan, you may have heard of it. Oh, this is from IMDb, by the way. During the war in Afghanistan, a local interpreter risks his own life to carry an injured sergeant across miles of grueling terrain. Spoiler, but okay. <laughs> I didn't know that about the movie. So. No, I didn't either. Yeah. No, no. Um, I mean, that is, is the plot of the movie. That is the plot. Yeah. And in true letterbox fashion, 
Long. They go tough. They go a little, yeah. they're extra. Long box. The Covenant. This one's just The Covenant, not, uh, directed by Guy Ritchie. Strange. A bond, a pledge, a commitment. <laughs> I thought I was going to say Covenant, huh? It's the end titles. Yeah. After an ambush, Afghan interpreter Ahmed goes to Herculean lengths to save, nice, to wow. save U.S. Army Sergeant John Kinley's life. When Kinley learns that Ahmed and his family were not given safe passage to America as promised, he must repay his debt by returning to the war zone to retrieve them before the Taliban hunts them down. Okay. I mean, that is the movie. That is the movie. The whole movie. I don't know what I could expect. I think that was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, the next thing, the next line would be like, and here's how it ends. Like, you know, <laughs> damn. Yeah, so you don't uh, have to see it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, we'll tell you. Just, you know, God, my mic on. Thank God. Um, <laughs> so, what's up, man? You want to chat about this I movie? I told you to, like, I watched this yes. and I was like, you have to go see this movie. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what the other thing we were going to watch as the top four. But whatever it was, you were it, like, like the, dude, I think let's we were just... flirting with maybe how to how to blow up a pipeline. Pipeline. Yeah. But you were like, Go I was gonna this. say build, but that's like an entirely different movie. How to blow up? A, how to build a pipeline? How to build a pipeline? <laughs> <laughs> how to ollie in a pipe? Uh, a half pipe? <laughs> how to smoke a pipe with your friends with your best friends? <sighs> so the covenant going uh, off the rails here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God. Yeah, that got hot uh, quick. Sorry, guys. Sometimes I gotta get real. I told here. you to go see this you movie because sure yeah. I was I was blown away by how good this movie was. Yeah. Like I was, you said two hours and three minutes. Like this movie's incredible. Like I didn't really know much about it. I didn't know the plot. Uh, I knew it was Jake Gyllenhaal. But you watched the trailer? No, I just uh, I really didn't know what to expect, especially since like Guy Ritchie's name is on it, which usually means like fun, jokey. Like it has his like trademark. Like signature, like wit and like repartee, and this movie just had none of that. It's like the unguy richiest movie ever. Yeah, at least that's how I felt. Um, especially just having seen like Operation Fortune with uh, Jason Statham back in March, which is like all of his other movies. The Gentleman, that's another Snatch. Movie? And, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, what are other his other movies? Snatch, uh, The Gentleman, Robin Hood. He did do a Robin Hood, yeah. Um, like I think Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Um, like rock and roll, maybe the usual suspects. Is that him? No, that wasn't him. Okay. Okay. But he does all these like British gangster movies essentially. Yeah. And then he's coming with this war movie. So I didn't know what to expect. Um, I thought this was just fantastic. Uh, super violent. Like the action scenes yeah. were amazing. I thought they were amazingly done. Yeah. Like very like in your face, very visceral. Um, it does a lot of, misdirect misdirect which i like especially like the first half hour they do a great job of introducing you to all of jake Hall's troop only for them to just completely get blown away as you just read in the log lines yeah. it's about the interpreter that drags an injured jake Hall like pretty much across all of afghanistan to safety yeah um Man, I thought this was incredible. I thought the score was incredible. I was just like glued to this the entire time. And the interpreter, played by Dar Salim, uh, just absolutely crushes this yeah. movie. I've never seen that guy before. At least nothing of of too pro- too much prominence. Um, he brought like a stoicism. He's to that role. he's like the soul of the movie for yeah. sure. Because um, he does this just because he made an agreement, a covenant with uh, with Jake that he's going to interpret for him and, and work for him overseas. And when Jake goes down, like he does this just because this is my duty to do this. Mm-hmm. 
And it's great that um, it's reciprocated by the end of the movie. Um, once they're trying to get the interpreter, Ahmed's family, out of Afghanistan themselves, uh, Jake has to go back over there and get them. Um, this movie's awesome. Yeah. Um, what do you have to say? What do you think? Uh, I think I like that maybe a little bit more than you. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just right, right in the beginning, some of the dialogue was like taking me out of it. Uh, there was a lot. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there was a lot of this like men talking to men. Like, uh, it was like, Sergeant, you want to get me those reports I asked you for? And he's like, take me out to dinner first, Captain. And he's like, I'll grab your ass out when I walk out the door, baby. And like, they were yeah. saying weird. There was like a lot of those lines right. back and forth. And it was like, yeah, well, I'm going to date you in front of your friends for the rest of your life and, and divorce you at the end. And like all these, like, it was too much. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh man what the hell is happening here but then it quickly stopped all that and i think they needed to have that's a, a lot bit. of like military military guy humor though. that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was a lot yeah it was a lot it was like why don't you lay me down and kiss my neck and like, so, <laughs> it was like i don't think they okay. say it that was, no but it was a lot of it was just <laughs> yeah enough for me to be like are they actually talking like that right now like are they actually having neck or are they doing a bit oh right. eventually it did stop there was also a moment that I thought was pretty funny. I saw it with like seven moms. <laughs> they um, all spread out amongst the seats. <laughs> you were entering dangerous territory I know, I know, there. Yeah, yeah, dipping my water in there. Wow. Dipping my water in my toes. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was a shot of like a guy that gets like shot in the head. Yeah. And like. Very early on, right? Yeah, it's like, boom, that man is shot in the head, right? And it was kind of quiet in the theater. And it was like dramatic, the, the, whatever. The camera pans over and we see the dead body. And the lady in front of me, when she went, <gasps> like, <laughs> lady, that was a headshot. Why are you surprised? Yeah. Like, it was loud enough that she was like, genuinely like, <gasps> I didn't expect, I didn't, I thought he could have made it from that. But it was an obvious boom. <laughs> I just thought it was a funny right. moment. Moving on to the actual movie. Um, I think I was thinking this was going to be like a war movie. And I feel like they've just, they've just become like a dime a dozen now. And this movie's not. A war movie, not a war movie. No, it's more yeah. just like a Setting. it's a char- it's like a str- strength of character film yes. where it's just like, what is your duty to your fellow man? What are the links you're going to go yeah. to just hold up your end of the bargain when it comes to these things? Um, man, I well, thought I thought just some of the scenes over there in Afghanistan were just like so well shot, so yeah. well executed, um, very like tactically sound, which I appreciated. Uh, I really thought Jake did a great job. Um, He's very, you said the interpreter was stoic. I thought Jake did a great job being stoic too. Just being a sergeant in the army, like yeah. he's not going to be like the fun, jokey guy. And uh, I feel like a lot of times that's like portrayed wrong uh, in these war movies. They're um, like on vacation or whatever is the, the vibe. Yeah. I, it was a pretty like intense series of scenes is like once that's just the two of them and, and Jake isn't actually injured. Like they're mm-hmm. now stuck to it. Like it's, they, they made it obvious. They're like three hours from base. Like y'all are out there. So like, that's where this incident happens and needed to make their way back. And they're for maybe like two nights. They're in deep Taliban territory. Yeah. Just on foot with like no ammo. And there's, it wasn't like an action film. Like, Oh, they're going to make it out. Like, right. It was like you said, it was tactical. It was like, damn, they're really handling this the best way they could. Right. And then all shit hits the fan. And, and then the movie takes a totally different direction. And it's just like, you know, it's carrying it through the, the, the and I like that. You know? I thought the, the directional changes were earned. 
Like, yeah. It didn't take me out of it. It just like made me more invested. Yeah. It's like, okay, this, this, this is different. This movie this is, where is we're about going. war. It's about yeah. this thing, which is something we and you were talking about at the end. Um, they kind of throw up text on the screen of like, we pulled out of F, uh, the Americans pulled out of Afghanistan and Taliban took over and like right. hundreds of interpreters were killed. Yeah. And you thought this was a true, based on a true story. Yeah. And I think it's more of like a conglomerate of like, he represents all the, the interpreters left behind. This right. could have happened. This I think that maybe makes sense. happened. Yeah. So you agree. So it's, I think, um, this is just kind of like a, a, uh, a nod an appreciation of that of like we kind of maybe messed up I don't know, whatever your opinion is i, I don't think know. that was the Not consensus to open up a political i think opinion. that was the bipartisan consensus okay. we was just like man we left a lot of people behind just abruptly yeah crazy stuff right but this movie kind of highlights that and touches on that mm-hmm. um as in like they were just as much american soldiers as our american soldiers were you right know? And especially like jake struggling and fighting to do his part from american soil trying to help him when he was when he finally gets home it's like that all the red tape he's trying to get yeah, go through like, to yeah, get special visas for the for the, this mm-hmm. interpreter for his family mm-hmm. i gotta say him on hold with government agencies where he's just freaking the, the heck out it's just just the height of comedy it was yeah. so good but he's Jake... just getting drunk on whiskey on yeah. hold for hours and hours just like god Throwing phones and breaking glass. I was, I was loving it. Jake, uh, leave it to Jake to like. That's every government job hold, ever. Showing it like, <laughs> making it interesting to watch somebody be on hold. <laughs> you know? I know, right? God, it yeah. was like a fun little like comedic part that was just like, all right, this is well, well earned yeah. and well placed. Is it a cameo that we want to talk about, or is that like a, he's, he's not a cameo? Is a part. Homelander? Yeah, yeah. I Homelander's gotta say, in it, everybody. <laughs> I gotta say, the Anthony Starr like popping up at the end as like the leader of this mercenary yeah. private contactor troop. Like, I'm ready for that movie. Like, yeah, I love Anthony Starr. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean I he was in, he is he, he was on he's the main star of Banshee, which was on Cinemax back yeah, in the day, you love that. and yeah. he was incredible on that. And he's incredible as Homelander on The Boys. Oh my god! And he's like he's not given much to do here. No. Like he's kind of like just an a hole. He's not and petrifying. He's supposed he's to be. Not, I'm just ready for that movie where it's just like him and his like his band of brothers are yeah. just like going on like private ops. Yeah, he's great. Is he uh, British? Is he American? I think he's Australian. Australian. I think so. Okay. All right, that makes sense. But overall, I give this movie a four and a half out of five. I will give it a four out of five. I like it. I like it. Which is an eight for those of you Look doing you. the other quick math. math. Quick math, David. Thank you. <laughs> So they call him on the streets. Yeah. Pause this podcast and applause. Give me a little <laughs> applause and then hit play again to hear the rest of it. Nice, man. Dude, that was, yeah, it was good stuff. There was something else I wanted to say about it. And I just can't remember. And I wish I w- would remember it. Oh, well, okay. Maybe one of my problems. And I think we talked about it, but like the wife, like the family aspect, like at one point, the wife like sits him down and is like, we thought you were dead for three weeks. We, we prepped. You were dead. You were gone. Yeah. And you're back. And she's like, you better get your ass back to Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, she. Yeah. Nah, that wasn't exactly realistic. It would have been like, no. What? Who the fuck? Is- no. I, I don't know. Thanks for saving my husband's life. But like, we have you. Don't. That would put, could have been a different scene that eventually think... would have led to like a, okay, you're right. You know, some sort of, and like, okay, you got to go. But she just kind of like sets him down and is like. You want me to pick out your flight for you? Like you know, she really did. Pack your bags, you know. She was like, "You've been so miserable since you've been home. I want you to go back. Yeah. Like get <laughs> out of here." The kids are like, "Bye, Dad." Yeah. Like, yeah. That, none of that stuff was well done. No, but it's okay. It's fine. It's, but it's, he yeah. was so noticeably miserable being back home and just so yeah. out of it that yeah. I think 
as a supportive like wife of a soldier, I think she recognized like he needed to do this. Otherwise he would never be like the person that she fell in love with. That's true. So that's true. I can see both sides of the coin, but I do agree yeah. with you. Like the wife stuff kind of seemed a little short shifted. Same mm-hmm. with the kids. Yeah. But. It's okay. Yeah. I wasn't there for that, man. I felt every bullet fly yeah. over in Afghanistan during, yeah. during that movie. Cause that was just such great scenes. It, Kind of reminded me of Lone Survivor a little bit. I think mm. this is a better version of that movie. Beards. Yeah, Wahlberg. Lots and of beards ben in that Foster. movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they always have beards in these movies. Well, I was uh, going to say... So Lone you, Survivor, multiple beards. When you, <laughs> when you watch these movies, yeah. have you, like, do you watch them with an, uh, an eye open of, like, that's not real. Like, like, there's one point where it's him with a handgun facing, hunt, like, like t- 30... Taliban soldiers and they're just bu- like walls of bullets and he's surviving, not getting shot. It's hard for me to watch that and be like, come on, he's going to get hit. Like, that's insane. You can't survive. Yeah, I didn't feel that but way. I've also that- never been in a war. So yeah. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe it's fucking, not, maybe it's not like that. Right. I don't know. That usually bothers me. I didn't get that sense during this one for some reason. Okay. Like I, cause he does get hit eventually and yeah. he does get like pretty incapacitated. So maybe that kind of, I forgave maybe what you saw that took you out a little bit. I forgave yeah. it just because like, well, he did get incapacitated and like, he was hit by these people, you know, I met a, uh, like a soldier that was like high ranking guy that was in like Afghanistan during the shit. Yeah. And I asked him like, cause he's, he wasn't just like, he, I asked him what is a movie or a show that is pretty accurate to yeah. like, what this shit's like. And he said, band of brothers, Okay. Oh, Albi, it's in Albi, Albi, Albi. What's the Albi? Albiet. Albiet. It is World War Two, but he said that it's kind of pretty damn close to what it's like. Yeah, and I thought that was a super interesting thing for me to say on this podcast. <laughs> I've still never seen that. No, I know it's like twenty years no. old. It's yeah, like an but HBO he said that product. Was pretty close. But... It's crazy stuff. So that that you didn't really, it didn't take you out. No. Okay. No, that didn't All take right. me out. That was like the action part of the interesting. Like, okay, right. they're fighting. You know. If they did an actual accurate, I wonder what it would look like. Boom. I don't know. Film. I don't know. Let's make I, it. It felt pretty accurate to me. Okay. Let's film it. Um, let's talk about Margaret. Let's do it. Yeah, we're done. We, we talked about... <clears throat> Excuse me. We talked it's about okay. that one too long. <laughs> minor stroke. I did my little... Uh, minor, mm. minor mouth episode. <laughs> Are you there, God? It's me. Mario. (laughs) (laughs) It's a me, a Margaret. If only. (laughs) Guys, this is the IMDb. Cool poster. Um, When Her Family came out in 2023, PG-31, hour and 46 minutes. Um, Directed by Kelly Furman Craig. Furman Craig. When her family moves from the city to the suburbs, 11-year-old Margaret navigates new friends, feelings, and the beginning of adolescence. And there's a shot of her kind of like looking at her feet with her hands behind her back, kind of like rocking back and forth and kicking her stones because she's just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just Margaret. <laughs> um, and then this is the uh, other one. Letterboxd. Discovering who you are is a journey that lasts a lifetime. Ain't that the truth, Judy? What bloom? <laughs> <laughs> when her family moves from the city to the suburbs, 11-year-old Margaret navigates her friends feeling the beginning of that. Okay, straight copy. Classic copy and paste. Um, we saw this less than six hours ago. We did. Yeah. Good. Thanks <laughs> for checking my math, man. Uh, so now we can get into it. We talked about it a little yeah. bit at the top. Dude, I had such a, man, it was fantastic. 
Yeah. That was a great movie. It was really good. I, it, yeah, was I so it was so good. Really good. I was yeah. I was on a little close to Tear Boy. It was it was tough. It takes was, a lot. Yeah. Get I don't those cry ducks that much. working. Yeah, they're pretty dry up there. Yeah. Um <laughs> dude, it was really good. You know, it just felt like I could like each each perspective of the movie, um, it, it, they were hitting it from an adult's perspective. You know, like watching as a thirty-year-old, it was like hitting it like being because they look like they're in their early thirties as mm-hmm. parents, seeing it from their perspective. Great talking, hitting on a lot of notes as like a kid going through, you know, like going into sixth grade. Like it was doing that, like uh, uh, the mom, that grandmother perspective. Of, yeah, like, how Kathy do I? Bates. Yeah, there's like how like she's loaned like touching on notes of loneliness. It was mm-hmm. hitting it all, and it was doing it so well, and it was so well written. It was really good. It yeah. was really good. It was really funny. It was gen- genuine and honest, and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so it's funny because the book uh, is kind of just told from Margaret's perspective, so you really don't get um, like the mom's struggles with acclimating to suburban life. You don't get the grandmother's struggles with her family moving from the city to the to to New Jersey. You don't get those things in the book. Okay. So those were definitely added for you this. You read that like this week? A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Awesome. Did you read it before? I I think so. I've I, never heard of this. Like I think like in grade school I read like Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing and like Super Fudge and like all these other Judy Bloom books. Yeah, I've never so, read anything Judy Bloom. I this one's no just idea. uh this one's special. I think it's held a, held in the, like the highest regards, but okay. it's I what I love most about this is it's nothing gets resolved by the end of the movie. It's just like our character's going through like all of these early stages of adolescence. You know, she, you know, wants her, her breasts to get larger. She wants to get her period. She wants to make friends in a, in a new place. And all of these struggles that we've all gone through, um, obviously, you know, not us firsthand, mm-hmm. some of these, but, um, we know people that have gone through this and we know like our nieces have gone through things like this. And it's so true to life and so very just attuned to just how much like 12 year olds and 11 year old girls like make like mountains out of these molehills and how much importance and significance they place on these like certain life events. And Judy Bloom is, is credited with kind of like normalizing this the, the conversation around some of these topics because they're so taboo for some reason, like women's periods, it's very taboo. Mm-hmm. And just um, so many things that young girls go through that it shouldn't be that way. And Judy Bloom herself, like writing all of these books just went through so much criticism in real life, being on the banned books lists and being on, like the target of so many con- target of so many conservative pundits and, just so much stuff for just relating to kids and relating to things that literally all boys and girls have gone through throughout all of history. Yeah. It's like, why are we brushing these, these things under the rug? Yeah. And that's, what's so great about the book and, and the movie in turn um, is it just brings them to the forefront and really like makes them like the centerpiece, like storylines of a movie. Um, yeah. I just thought it was great. Uh, it's, it's a very, like page to page translation from book to screen. Like they don't change too much. Like I said, they, they add a little bit more for Rachel McAdams character as the mom and as Kathy Bates as the grandmother. But it's almost like turning the page of the book was like watching the movie. The sequences were very the same. The jokes were very the same. It's just Kelly Furman. Craig was the director and Mm -hmm. writer. 
Um, she also Remember. did Edge of Seventeen with Haley Steinfeld. Oh, she did. Yeah, that was her other movie. Which yeah. she's definitely two for two because yeah. she captured Fire. a lot of what it's like being a seventeen-year-old girl mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of just has like a great uh, sense of just the time that she wants to mm-hmm. focus on. Um, and the young girl that plays Margaret, uh, oh. who played Cassie Lang in the first two Ant-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Just so good. I was so, gonna say all of them. So uh, all the child actors, everybody yeah. was. Absolutely... She had the most to do, though. Like she was. I mean, this movie rests on her shoulders. Yeah. And if you don't cast a good young actress to play Margaret, like this movie will crumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she. It's hard to tell because, like in the Ant Man movies, she's not really given that much. She's kind of just a daughter that's in peril. And yeah. in this movie, she is just a star. Like, I think yeah. she's going to have a great career in front of her. Yeah. Um, she kept reminding me of Isabel Furman from Orphan. Do you remember that movie? <laughs> I didn't see Orphan. I'm terrified. And, like, every now and then it would take me out of it. But she's basically just, like, a little, like, psychopathic murderer. Okay. <laughs> I was like, God, like Megan, every... like the classic film Megan. Uh, Orphan's so much better. Okay. But um, <laughs> every now and then she'd shoot a look. And I'm like, God, it looks like just like or- Orphan. Which is just like... It's such a strong dichotomy of what those two movies are. Um, but I thought it was great. I thought uh, oh, that's her. the Safty, <laughs> that's terrifying. The Safty uh, brother as the dad. I thought he yeah. was great. I like his career. Yeah. I like where it's going. He's, yeah, he's, he's got these bit parts. Like yeah. he was in. He's directing shit too. You know? Yeah, I mean, he did Uncut Gems. Yeah. Uncut Gems. Uncut and... <laughs> <laughs> and Good Time. But he was in a he was in a great movie called High Noon with Margaret Qualley last oh, year. Yeah? Very small part where he played like a CIA agent. Uh, a lot of fun. And he was in Licorice Pizza two years ago. Yeah, where he played the politician. Forgot like that. I like it with the way his career is going. Yeah. Um, and Rachel McAdams, I think, is always just a bright spot. Yeah. Every movie she's in, like she's just she tackles the comedy and drama just so incredibly well. And yeah. she's just she's one of the best we got. And this movie uh, was smart to cast her as the mother. There's all these little things in this. It's just like, I don't know. So natural. 100% <laughs> natural. Like watching her just talk and she's just like, it's just great. Yeah. You can't catch her acting, you know? Nice little Judy Bloom cameo in the beginning. Uh, her and her, her, her husband. What was she doing? Just walking on the street, like in, in the Jersey town. I don't town. know what she looks like. I've no, I don't know yeah. a damn thing just, about Judy just Bloom. She's the sweetest 85 year old woman you've ever seen. Okay. So I d- thought Judy Bloom was like a character, like kind of like <laughs> Nancy uh, Drew. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly, you know, like the, the Magic Treehouse kids or something. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. More part of the cast of Recess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, good stuff. I thought it was really good. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Nine. Look at you. I'm going to yeah. go to four. Four out of five. Okay. A little yeah. bit less. That's okay. Yeah. Great coming of age film. Sure. We did see this in a so crowded theater yeah. and the kids that were in the theater with us were absolutely loving it. Like seeing yeah. their reactions, like made this movie yeah. so much more fun. I was like like one of the characters movie. was like practic- practicing kissing on, an, on like a bedpost and like kids behind us were saying like, Oh, it's the best movie ever. Yeah, Why yeah. is she doing that? Yeah. It's like such a mix. And like, that's what I like. Cause Genuine I reaction. think, yeah. That's what the book like has done for kids of all generations. It, it's it's elicited such genuineness and such a fondness and and just sparked so much reaction. Is it well written? It's written for a t- 
11, 12 year olds. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's written Maybe for that a dumb audience. Question, but so, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not a dumb question. Okay. It's 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 written for kids to understand and for topics like those that are discussed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, like religion, and, religion and for periods was, and yeah. menstruation and all these things to just be normalized. And yeah. it's written in that way where it's just like puberty should not be some scary thing that's taboo to talk about. Let's normalize it and bring it mainstream. But yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Switch gears. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not something you want to be afraid of. And neither is a movie called Evil Dead High Rise. Uh, I'm it's looking the, at that is the ultimate period. You know what's tough? I'm going to do a little. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate period um you know what's tough man when we do this Such a podcast, elevator sequence <laughs> it was tough um shining 2.0 there when right when when we do this podcast and i i have up on my laptop you know the imdb and the letterbox they have a trailer of the movie playing and it's <laughs> sometimes it's tough to look at <laughs> like i'm looking at this woman <sighs> boiling eggs blood <laughs> It's tough, man. Boiling eggs. So I'm going to say right off the bat that this movie came out in 2023. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's an hour and 36 minutes long. It's a horror film. And IMDb says this about the movie Evil Dead Rise. A twisted tale of two cities, of two estranged sisters who reun- whose reunion is cut short by the r- rise of flesh-possessing demons. Thrusting them That's into a mouthful. A, Good job. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It was, too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a soliloquy. Thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. <clears throat> Pretty good. Evil Dead Rise. Cryptic. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> the tagline on IMD, on the letterbox. What do we got? Evil Dead Rise. Mommy loves you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> that was uh, petrified. It's really good. I don't even know if you I can say, do the voice right now. Yeah, yeah, you try. Mom! No, I can't do it. <laughs> wow! It wasn't coming out the way I wanted it to. Mommy's with the maggots now. Yeah. It's probably not even accurate. No, I don't know. I swallowed three yeah, tongues. Kind of Mommy's with the maggots now. It's yeah. Like, yeah it's Why is that Kermit? A little bit of Kermy. <laughs> Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> <laughs> and if you tilt your head and kind of crack your lips, it's a little bit of a Sammy Davis crack Jr. Your lips. You know? <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr., baby. <laughs> anyway, Evil Dead Rise, Mommy Loves You to Death. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Excuse me. A little tangent there. A little tangent. Two sisters find an ancient book that gives birth to False. bloodthirsty... Right? False. <laughs> Two sisters find an ancient book that gives birth to... Or maybe they were. I don't I don't know. Bloodthirsty demons that run amok. Okay. Amok. Also false. Ru- you ru- ru- okay, let me start at the beginning. <laughs> Two sisters find an ancient book that gives birth to bloodthirsty demons that run amok in a Los Angeles apartment building and thrust them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Does IMDb know that Letterboxd <laughs> is just stealing their shit? Like, they just took half of it. That's crazy, man. This Maybe directed. it's put out by the studio. Maybe, but this is. I like- also thought you said at first the most nightmarish version of Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This, this is zombie Urkel. <laughs> Did I do? <laughs> you can leave. Okay. <laughs> this is directed by Leo Cronin. 
Yeah, I'm not familiar with Lee Cronin. <laughs> Lee Cronin, Lee Cronenberg, Lee Cronin. Um, uh, yeah, why man. do you make him sound like Wee Cronin? Wee Cronin, um, Lee Cronin, one word, Lee Cronin. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't like horrors. Guess, uh, guess why? Because they scare me, man. This yeah. movie didn't scare me. It was a cool horror. It was an action horror. I like those. Those are good for me. Gory. Yeah, Whew. I like those things. Ball I'm not fest. like a hostile type thing. They they freak me out or hereditary. I still think about it to this day. And the movie The Divide, but um, <laughs> this movie real good, real good. Yeah, we don't I, th- talk I think about the, the divide, only but real good. I think that the only word I would use to describe this is just epic. Yeah, yeah. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Okay, so the trailer just stopped playing, and it's and now it's asking for my birthday. <laughs> it's asking right? me to submit my birthday to continue watching the rest of the trailer. Uh, what is so, your mother's maiden name? Yeah. <laughs> What's your high school pet's name? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, dude, it was epic. It was insane. It's I love just, it was all in one location. I don't know if they built the set, right. but that was kind of my biggest thing about this movie was the practical effects, baby. They brought it at least back for this that's movie. That's what we're here for. Dude, so good. That's what I we wanna, love. That's great. You know, yeah. like there's a uh, spoiler, I guess, big monster at the end. That combines a lot of stuff, a lot of people, a lot of body parts, <laughs> a lot of body parts, people. and it like w- it would have been so easy to go with the thing prequel that they did in like 2012, where it was just this like uh, CGI creature, but yeah, like this, it was that. like m- practical monster effects, Look like cool, like rubber. Creepy. You could tell, like, and that's what we want to see. I want to be able yeah. to touch it. Like that's terrifying. I mean, that's what we complain so about for all of these other movies. Everything else is just, the, and I was so refreshing to see something. Right. Yeah. And I just love like a kind of like a mono scene. It all takes place in one location. This is great. That was one of the things I liked about it was just it kind of felt like, uh, you know, the bookends of the movie aside, the whole, you know, 90 minutes in the middle of this movie is just kind of like a bottle. Yeah. You know, just uh, we don't really leave the apartment or the apartment floor and the garage. And mm-hmm. that's it. It's like three, three stages. Um, I thought all the acting performances were really, really good. Um, yeah. This movie has a an excessive amount of blood and gore in it. So just a as lot. a, for, a, just so a fair know. warning. Well, I'm um, looking for the actress that played the mom. What's her name? I think I have it right here. It's uh, was... Alyssa Sutherland. She played she Ellie. Was... Yo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fen- She's, like, you know, insane. dolled up in, in makeup for most of the movie, but she is but just, she just awesome. is insane. Yeah. And I thought her sister played by... Um, Lily Sullivan, she plays Beth. I thought she did an incredible job as well. Yeah. So just yeah. and all three of, trans actor, I believe. Um, I think one of Ellie's kids, one yeah. of her three kids, correct, um, was a trans actor. Um, just everyone brought it all day. It was just yeah. You have just like a kind of like a five hander, you know, just five actors in one set, and it's just mm-hmm. you know, you know, ninety six minutes, very tight. Uh, very close quarters. It, it knocks out of the park. It. I don't know much about the Evil Dead lore or mythology. Um, speaking with our friend Bob, he seemed to like all the nods to the other movies and how this one seemed to be uh, part of the same universe as the other ones, mm-hmm. which I liked. Um, you don't need to know the lore or mythology to enjoy no, this. I don't think it's just, so. It's very just excellent, tight, like gross out horror mm-hmm. 
and it's it's, it's pretty gr- it's graphic. It is graphic. They yeah. show it to you. you right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. There's just so much blood. It's some tough. I'm just looking so at the blood. Evil Dead stuff because I know that you know if somebody's listening to this and they love the Evil Dead series. Mm. They're screaming, "Why are you not watching these things?" I'm sure. Like, and I would love to uh, just add it to the list. I'm trying to watch all the Fast and Furious movies. So it's coming up, man. <laughs> but Evil Dead 1981, Evil Dead 2 1987, and then Army of Darkness. And I guess. And then 2013 Evil Dead, and then Evil Dead Rise. The 2013 uh, Evil Dead's awesome. Is it okay? So, and then I'm sure I know that like one of this is funny, and the other one like I think they're all camp. The first three are camp. Really? I thought like one of them was supposed to come. Supposed I don't to be, know. Like, I haven't seen them. I don't. I just thought they were real. And then they yeah. realize it's kind of like a Mad Max thing where Mad Max One came out, and it was like this is a, a post-apocalyptic like film and right. they, they they but that's not what it's supposed to be and once they know they got it then they make number two and it's like hits it right on the head okay hits the nail right on its head hits a nail into somebody's head i'm sure at least once in this film um yeah it was great man uh elevator scene book of the dead i like the the chainsaw scene at the end because that's yeah. like a nice little throwback to the other movies like jane levy does that in the 2013 version his arms are a chainsaw and like right campbell so oh, I don't know, no, like the scene of of um, uh, Lily Sullivan using the chainsaw oh, yeah. and being oh, that's cool. like sprayed and covered with blood, oh, like man, that's, that's like great. straight out of the other ones. Okay, oh, okay, that's yeah. cool, man. So that's a nice little throwback. Yeah, um, I like the way it kind of leaves it open for more to come, more sequels. Yeah, um, I'm here for it. You know, yeah. I thought Lee Cronin did a great job. Like I said, I never saw anything this, <laughs> never saw anything this guy did before, um, but. It's very hard to just step into a franchise and and make something that's going to appease like the diehards of the Evil Dead fan yeah. base and just like newcomers like you and I. Um, yeah. I thought it knocked it out of the park. Um, I give it a four out of five. I think I'm in the same spot, man. Yeah, I was leaning on four and a half. Great. Um, my decision might waver by the time I write this review, but yeah. somewhere between four and four and a half. Yeah. It's yeah. for sure. It's up there. It's up there. A lot of these movies are up there. This is great. Yeah. This is a good episode. A lot of good stuff, man. Right. It's good to check it out. Um, I think it's time. Yeah. I mean, the... this would be a time where I would like say we cut the commercial break, but no one would not that no one pays us. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. If you are watching the video version, I do have toys here. I have a, I bought a little keychain of popcorn. And I have my original Hollywood video card, and it does. And it is. He's been inspired. trying to eat that popcorn all night, and it is slowly <laughs> do still making it toxic. That I took out, and uh, they, it's expensive at this point. The fees, I'm sure. So, He's on the lamb. I'm on, the, I'm on a lamb. I'm eating a lamb. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a uh, lamb eating a lamb. I'm eating. It's disgraceful. Lamb. I'll take a moment here. Let me just take a second right here to talk about my friend from West Philadelphia. He was born. And from Beverly Hills and arrived, and now he's... Re- oh, almost spilled my wine. <laughs> no, I wanted to say that, like, we... Last episode, we had... Um, we had a little, well, we had a little in-between episode come out, a little segment. Yeah. Um, that I just want to take to promote and pitch real quick, if you guys don't fucking mind. Um, it's called... Re- well, we're going to be calling it re- uh, Evan... <laughs> <laughs> How many how many strokes are you gonna have on this podcast tonight? We're gonna call this little segment "Wreck or Drek." Yes. So, um, either I recommend it or I think it's trash. Yeah. It's essentially, what it is, we wanted like a fun little buzzword that wasn't just like thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. We'll see how it goes. And it's just, we're going to be, so we're going to release them in between these episodes. We're going to have the main pod, and then we're in between. We're going to have this little record direct segment where everyone's going to be talking about all the, Irwin's going to be talking about all the, Irwin's uh, coming. Irwin's going to be talking about Stingrays. Evan's going to be talking about all the films that you've been watching, and you're going to like, we're going to be chatting about them, give you a little bit of a time to talk about them. You know what's um, more disgusting than Evil Dead Rise? Oh, man. I think this is about me. No, it's not. You're sure? Not everything's about you're you. Not. That I saw 18 movies for this podcast. This is just too disgusting. I'm looking at your TV because that's where you watch them. And, and it's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's sweating no, and wiping bro, its brow. Th- I'm in the that's theater. That's a lot of movies. No, man. I'm in the theater oh, for more. You watch TV. I'm in. Yeah, with it off. I'm in the theater. <laughs> I'm in the theater for most of these. That's insane, but often alone. So you need a place to talk about them. And guys, it's in Record Drek, Evans Record Drek, just Record Drek. It's coming out. It's a, it's in between. There's already one episode where we kind of get it going, but this will be the first official you should, episode. You know what you should do? It's coming you, out next you week. You should read off some of our proposed titles for this segment. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Yeah, we'll take a second here. We got some time. We should put up a um, poll later. Well, I mean, like, I was going to ask you that. You seem pretty set on Record Drek, and I do like that name. Um, but if you guys have some ideas, you know, I, I think Evan would be up to... Send us an email you know, if you have a, email. a strong, uh, you know, favorable opinion about any of these. <laughs> so here's some of the names that we were talking. I'm just going to go right down. Record Drek, done. That's an exclamation point. Record Drek, no exclamation point. Evan's box. <laughs> Evan Talk, Dave Listen, The Apocrypha. Now, if you guys don't know what The Apocrypha is, that's the books in between. The bi- yeah, there's the New Old Testament and the New Testament. The New Old Testament. The, <laughs> the New Old Testament. And that's hot, man. That's got some fire bangers. And that's got, that brought the cornbread. The, the Apocrypha is right in between. <laughs> and that's the stuff that happened in between that no one really, it was kind of like, oh, we didn't know that happened. And right. God, and Jesus gets to really like take, talk about his, like stand on his box. There's one called Fluff. uh this one i actually really like not so top four (laughs) i thought that was good yeah the rest the others behind the box office second row theater bar row backseat reviews evan's little corner evan proclamation evan explains evan proclaims evan exclaims e reviews e and d ed lol brought to you by hymns (laughs) (laughs) and then one just called segment Good stuff. Uh, um, but Record Drek is where we're at. If you guys want to shoot us an email or slide into our dims on Instams and hit us with that, that'd be awesome too. And just like if you guys are like, this is what it should be called. Uh, Evan Talk, Dave Listen is really what it is. And then, right. uh, we're, but we're, we're, yeah. I want you to but, talk more during the segment though. So I'm I didn't, give it I didn't a shot. think, we'll give I didn't think it was yeah. uh, it was a too apropos. We already talked about Evil Dead Rise. Let me exit we're, out we're of these. the finale, baby. <laughs> Hit the music, let's baby. Go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Hit the go. music I'm this afraid. time. I'm afraid. This year's, we hope, number one motion picture. There is a uh, ad for Ghosted playing right now. Oof. Tune into Record Drek for... <laughs> <laughs> this movie I'm excited to talk to you about, man. It's called Bo is Afraid. And... Uh, I'm going to tell you what it's about right now. It's from IMDb. It's Please, because I still don't know. Okay. We'll get there. So, um, following the sudden death of his mother, a mild-mannered but anxiety-ridden man confronts his darkest fears as he embarks on an epic Kafka-esque odyssey back home. It is, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. This time it's actually appropriate to it use It sure that. is. Yeah, you yeah. could use it. Yeah, for sure. 
So that's IMDb. It's two hours. <laughs> <laughs> two hours Guys, and it's- 59 minutes. It's almost three hours. <laughs> you think he did that on purpose? Fucking come Just on. Give me the extra people. minute. Yeah. Give me the minute to be like, give it's three, three hours. Right. But then he was like, no, no, no. Babylon was over three. Come I'm on gonna now. give you two fifty nine just to fuck with you guys. And who said this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ari, damn it, Ari Aster. This is um on Letterboxd. Okay, not as okay. Be afraid. Bo was afraid. From his darkest fears comes the greatest adventure. That's uh, it. That was yeah. the, log, the tagline? Yeah. Okay. A paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother. That's great. That's better. That's better. That's better. Yeah. It's a lot better. Um, Mild-mannered. What was that movie with all those dogs that are going home? They're bound for home Homeward bound. bound. Yeah. yeah. And the cat. Yeah. And a cat. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All those dogs. <laughs> Just two. All those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All those when dogs I watched I Was Afraid, home. the one movie I thought of was, was Homeward Bound. Bound. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Where the Red Fern Grows? I don't think, I don't remember, really remember that one. I know the name, but. Yeah, this movie reminded me of Where the Red Fern Grows. Homeward Bow. Homeward Bow is Afraid. <laughs> Man. Homeward Booned. I, um. Homeward Booned. I'm going I'm to start. You are? Yeah. I don't. I didn't know what to think about this. I don't know where to review it or what to do. Where to review it? Where to review it or when to review? It. I don't know where to talk about this. This I, movie disoriented so much you wanted to go on a random podcast. If I only had someone to talk about this movie, right? You started screaming into a puddle. I gotta stop looking at like the. Tra- it's playing the trailer because like it's fucking me you up. You can probably close like, your laptop. No, no, no. Because then we won't be recording anymore. <laughs> I, this movie kind of makes me want to close my laptop. This movie makes you want to end the podcast. <laughs> I like Ari Aster, right? Filmed a movie, a little movie called Hereditary. He did. And it fucked me up. Right? Yeah. It fucked everybody up, I think. Everyone's I think you the up. most, though. Yeah, it's tough stuff. Man. I could sleep at night. Okay. He then made a movie, another movie called um, Midsommar. Midsommar. Yeah. Yes. Um, Not a fan. But yeah. Yeah, it was, which, it was well made. Which sometimes makes me laugh, like, because I saw an interview where Nathan Lane, who was in this movie, was talking about it. And he was like, Ari was great when he made Midsummer. And I'm like, ugh. Like, you know, like, roll my eyes because, like, you don't even know what the, the mispronunciation. Yeah, but they, they're, they're talking about shit so much that I get it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, you're all right, Nathan. Nathan, I still love you, man. Good guy. He's a very funny, um, funny guy. He's great in this movie. Loud kisser. There was, um, loud kisser. Loud kisser. <laughs> um, so, like, he made these other films that were pretty great. He also made, like, The Hole or The Well or something. Remember that, like, it was a short film where, like, some dude falls down a hole and just keeps fucking falling. Remember this? No, I didn't watch this. It was a short film. It was, like, nine minutes long. It's, it's terrifying. I thought he kept falling. Like, he stops in the middle. It's really crazy. I don't know okay. the road, but go check it out. So, I was expecting a lot, especially with two hours and 59 minutes. I was expecting some heavy shit. And then, like, as the movie's going on, I, I think... He was trying to do two. He was trying to do comedy and horror, but like actual horror and actual comedy at the same time. And I don't know if it's possible. Okay. I don't think I can actively laugh and then in the same frame be terrified because it just it's just not gonna work. 
mm-hmm. for my brain or my heart to be like have like really enjoying this and then being like terrified. Yeah. Because I was just feeling one way. And then once something was funny, I couldn't tell if the next thing was supposed to be funny. And I don't know if I was supposed to be confused, but I like it was not giving me feelings of claustrophobic or paranoid or anxiety or anything like that. That other like his movies have like brought in me before. Like, you know what I mean? I'm stumbling on my words. I'm trying to figure this out. But like it didn't promote those feelings in this. I was just kind of like, I don't really know what the fuck is going on. And I hate feeling more confused. I can be feel I can feel like when I watch a movie like. Oh, what's going on? What's the thing? What's like a little mysterious about it? But when I'm confused, I'm like taking me out of it. I just like do this better, you know? Right. So there are a lot of movies like that, like Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I kind of felt that way where I'm just. You're going too far weird with this. I'm more in all of this than I am invested in this. Yeah. Yeah. So reel it in because that's why I'm I'm having so much trouble talking about this because like it looks so good. So it's I think shot so far. The first act is incredible. All these, sh- the, yeah. the, the terror in the streets. And we could talk about what this movie is about with the metaphor and everything. Motherhood, stuff, uh, stifling childhood and stuff. We can get there. And we are. But right. just, I just want to like say that like by the end of it, I was ultimately, I got no answers. And I, and I don't <laughs> know why the fuck it was three fucking hours of my life. Yeah. Of this. I'm okay wanna, with long movies. But if you want to do this to me, dude, I was falling asleep a lot. I really was. And like, if you're going to do this to me, at least give me three full hours of like, you know, edging me to a big thing. And then it just wasn't. It was just more nonsense. So, but, and, we, and I want you to hear your opinion, but like, I think it looked incredible. That first act, I was hooked. The apartment stuff, great stuff. Yeah. And then just tie it, just again. Trying to be I, I funny think, and scary at the same same time. I can't get it. So I, I don't. Get I didn't think this was like kind of a horror movie at all. To me, it was like I've been hearing it's called like a nightmare comedy, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's more so to me. This movie's more comedy than horror. But that like would almost no fear, and that didn't promote fear. I think the fear is more from like the disorientation, and it's that like that anxiety of like what's happening. But this is like also like we're getting like a kind of like an insight into how Bo's brain operates is like he undergoes all of this disorientation from whether he has paranoid schizophrenia or just anxiety. And he's experiencing all of these things. So like Ari's making us experience all of these things with him, but he's, I think you're right though. I don't think this movie works nearly as well as hereditary, uh, but I think it's his most, audacious film like i think it's definitely the 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 biggest scale so far Mm -hmm. um i think the first hour and the third hour were my favorite i think the movie really lost me uh in the middle with uh, in the forest yeah and we can you know what let's hit the buzzer because i want to really start spoiling some shit here and talk about that middle so i'm gonna remember to hit it here we go dave do it dave don't not hit it Did you hit it? I hit it. So, um, so I, I should say I thought this movie was great. I thought he, I mean, Walking Phoenix was just was just amazing. Um, the movie is just like a kind of like a series of gags, which I kind of appreciated. I kind of appreciated like the the direction Ari wanted to go with his career because he could have just made like another horror film 
that's going to like terrify you to the bone. But he really zagged when I would think that everyone thinks he's going to zig. Kind of what like what Jordan Peele did with his career. Like he made Get yeah. Out and Us, and then he's just making like this alien western movie that's not really scary at all. You know, yeah. um, I heard someone. Th- call this movie or describe this movie as being um it's a a parade of alienation effects and i kind of thought that was the best way to like sum it up where it's just like ari's just throwing a bunch of things on screen to alienate you as a viewer like he's like testing your ability to stay tuned and watch it made me not like your movie man it didn't work yeah and that's i think this movie is being very polarizingly received for that reason because a lot of people are checking out because it's it's three hours long um and it's really don't know what's going on i don't like that man don't do that i mean i came to see a movie i came to be (laughs) you don't need to teach me a fucking lesson right like yeah i didn't really feel that way when i watched it um but i think i'm in the minority because i think a lot of people did um i mean the movie is just about it's basically Bo's mom is testing him to see how much of a devoted son he is. But even if he is the most devoted son, his mom will still nitpick everything that he's doing and won't see it. So it's like a failed test before he even started to take it. Okay. Which I kind of liked. So it's just like, obviously by by the time we get to the end of the movie, the mom is actually alive Mm -hmm. and she faked her own death. So that to see if her son cared enough about her to visit, to you know, to even come to the funeral. Um, I should back up. Do you not understand what was going on? Like, did you think that she was dead? Do you think she was alive? Thought she was dead. Okay. Thought she was dead. Yeah. He had to get to the funeral, and but do you think she's dead at the end? Even when she comes back. Pops up. No, I thought she was alive. Okay, because that's what we were told. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> so no, like, she is. Yeah, she she's is. Alive. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. didn't know if you just thought that like he was imagining yep. some of these. Thought things. it was poorly done, or just she's just standing there, and it's like, oh, okay, she's alive. And then there's just this kind of a drawn out argument where I'm really checked out, even at this point. Of like, the fuck is she mad? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, but I think she, I think what she was incredible, by the way. Everybody's Patty performances were fucking yeah. insane. So I think great stuff. I mean, obviously, the movie's about mommy issues. Well, well what I was going to say, I don't know if it's about mom. Yeah, it's about mommy issues. We both have a favorite band, Everyone Toxic Event. Um, the main, uh, lead, the lead man, the lead singer, Mikkel, his, mo- his, his mother suffered from this, like, narcissistic disorder. BPD. And, like, yeah. I thought it was a little bit of that, of, like, especially totally. the fact that, like, he thought that and if he was going to have an orgasm, he was going to die his whole life because he right. was led to believe that. And when it didn't, it's like his whole world is shattered. And it's like his mother told him that. What else does his mom tell him? All these lies. So it's like, that's tough. And that's what I thought. This, mommy, you're right. I just kind of like wanted to connect that dot that I thought. What is it, BPD? Bipolar. Borderline, borderline personality okay. disorder. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like Bo ultimately is normal. It's like he's this way. Because of his mom. His mom caused he, all of his anxiety. Exactly. Yeah, he's, not, he's not schizophrenic. I, at least that doesn't mean to, I don't think he's schizophrenic. I think he's fine. He might have... Uh, Become all fucked up. Yeah. From his mom. You know? Right. He was, it, he was in the right in every... And that's what you're screaming kind of at the end of the film when the you are. judgment is happening. Yeah. They're all like casting judgment. And it's like, 
come on, man. Like his keys got stolen. <laughs> like, you know, like you're, you're rooting for Bo. You're on his side. <laughs> you are. And, uh, in this instance, you are. Yeah. I just, long time to get there, buddy. Three yeah. hours. Come on. So I, I think that's what the movie like kind of does expertly is like Bo would just lost this battle to begin with. Like there was no way he was going to win his mother's love. Like no. he's trying to get to the airport. Like, me personally, you know, I think everything that happens in this movie is his mom messing with him. Like, I think some the mom has someone steal his keys, steal his luggage, and all of these things. And I think it's all of a test to be like, how much do you love me? Are you going to get to my, my funeral? Yeah. And even when he does, it's still not good enough. Not enough. And we're just still going to nitpick things that you did 40 years ago when you let you and your friends, like, sniff around my laundry basket yeah. and like all of these little things that it's just like, he's just, he's impugned from jump street. Like there's no way he's got his, his character is not going to be assassinated, even though he's really hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. His mom, like you said, is just a psychopath that's conditioned Crushing him love. to like, be like, so much. we're not, you know, if you have an orgasm, you will die. Yeah. And it's just it's awful. But she, I don't know if you caught some like subtle little things throughout the movie, but when she, when he first gets to her house, like it looks like she built the apartment complex where he lives. There's kind of like blueprint plans, blueprint plans about that. So it's almost like that's why he's living there. Like his place is that bad. It's not really that bad. It's exaggerated for effect, yeah. but he lives in the worst possible town in the history of all towns because his mother put him up there and he's yeah. afraid to move out because he's afraid of his mom and he's afraid of disappointing her. And that's why he's never left. And to be even more cruel to him, she put him above like an adult film video store, like yeah. erectus ejectus. And it's just like, she put that there just to mess with them. It's just like, you can't ejaculate for your entire life, but I'm going to put you above a porn store. Mm. And it's so like all mm. these little things that she's done throughout his entire life just to just really mess with him. Yeah. And like another thing that I noticed when we see like this giant mosaic of her face on the wall that you can see Nathan Lane's little face as one of the employees. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just like she came up with this whole test scenario where he's Nathan Lane and Amy Ryan's patient and she's testing Bo's determination to get to her by being like, by Nathan Lane saying like, oh, I'll just take you tomorrow and all of these things. And even though he's fighting it so much, he still can't win her affection. And well, he Amy still Ryan can't win her slips in the note of like, because she wasn't in on it. Okay. She was like, don't, you're incriminating yourself and doing all these things. Yeah. Cause she knows, well, she knows that gonna, the mom is watching. Yeah. Well, they're, they're it, videotaping even, even everything. at that point, like there's a yeah. moment. I mean, I would kind of caught, it was a very heavy handed, Right at the beginning where the therapist says, like, do you f- guilty? And he writes down the word guilty. Yeah. And, like, that I did not get from that. Maybe you, I don't know how you felt, but even right from that scene, like, it did not feel like the therapist was actually, like, oh, it made me feel a little guilty. It was like it, they shot it and he said it and he delivered it as if, like, this, there's something bigger going on here, everyone. We're first seeing the movie, just buckle in. Like, this is about something else. And, like, okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't that's feel that what way. I grabbed. Yeah. Even in the yeah, there's a scene. A good detective work. There's even a scene when he's with he's sitting down and, and Nathan Lane delivers the bad news. He's like, Oh, I'm gonna have to take you tomorrow. Like, that's okay with you? And he's like he gives him a chance. Yeah. Like we the the curtains revealed a little bit of like, Yeah, sure. 
All right, you chose. It is your choice, Bo. Like you right. like the hard line says that. Yeah. And that's what she slaps me from me. She's like, This girl getting drinking paint. This whole little thing going on here. Sorry, uh, I not like side no, no. There's a lot to talk about in this movie. Yeah. But like moving on to like drinking the paint thing. Like I guess like she thought he was taking his brother. Like what what does that fit into this at all? Like she commits suicide drinking paint. I think uh, and then it goes off I the think rails. He wanted to make a comedy, man, and it's that's just, funny. <laughs> like, I, I think it's like, I think it's what, what you make of it. Like it's like to me, it's it's the absurd. Like he he dealt he de- delved into the world of the absurd of existentialism and wanted to create this drama that is in itself Kafka esque. Like I couldn't help but think of the trial at the end of this movie where he's just mm. being uh, read his rights and being just completely attacked by Richard kind by, you know, the mom's lawyer about all of these tiny little details. And he's not able to say anything in his defense. And instead he's just put to death. Yes. And that's just like, because that's just, that's the pretty much the movie in a nutshell. Whereas it's like, he had no defense, even though he was a pretty good son that wanted to see his mom and take care of his mom. And she just never wanted to say it. With that said, it might fucking just straight up be like the trial. You just this is the trial. You wrote the, the whole the, the whole movie is a trial movie, test it, period, but a, it's yeah. but it's it's an unwinnable trial. Yeah, no, I mean like this might be like his production, his version of the it. Movie, the book, the trial. It's yeah. very much. I got like a mix of the trial and like the Truman Show, like yeah. in this, yeah. and of course the Odyssey. But um, there's the whole middle section we have to talk about. Yeah, the movie definitely like. Hits hits a lull, uh, like a lull in the middle. Um, he may or may not see his father in the forest. He may or may not be putting the one putting on this play in the forest. Like there's a lot of stuff that like I'm not actually sure. Um, like what's going on? I think he there's this whole extended sequence with like a set is created and it's kind of cartoony and it's like all done for like a joke that like he's out looking for his family and his three sons, but like. He realizes at the end of this long odyssey never, that, wait, I can't have kids. Yeah. So why am I looking for three sons? And then he snaps back to re- his reality. I think that just further just like emphasizes the fact that he's on all of these unwinnable trials. He's a part of all of these things that he just okay. he can't win. Um, I think it was just it was too much of that. Like you said, I just think you could have gotten this point across about this movie in like two hours and 20 minutes. Like, I think when they, we got to the trial scene at the end, which was very poor CGI. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the only part of the movie that feels cheap and and fake. And like, I listened to an interview with him and he was saying how, um, it's the first time he's ever worked with CGI and it kind of shows. Yeah, you know, it's just he he said he didn't really have the budget to do what he wanted to do, but it's just your whole movie looks amazing, and then your last five to ten minutes are kind of yeah crappy CGI. It kind of like kind of took me out of it a little bit. I read um, somewhere that he was working on this like for over a decade. This movie's been well. Over. He made like a short film called Bo like ten years ago. Oh yeah. Um. So this has been like on his mind for a while, and he said that he wanted to make this before he made Hereditary. Like, this seems to be, like, his baby that he wanted to to get out there. It's just he couldn't find the money for it back then. Um, Do you want to talk about the dick? So I saw, I was trying to think of a fun name for that, 
And it was just like, what can, and someone, I was Jabba the what, Jabba the what. And uh, like someone came up with Jabba the nuts. Jabba the nuts. Which, this, which I appreciate. This scene is probably the, will be the most talked about scene of the year. I think in films. I mean, if people see the movie, <laughs> I, I don't think it's doing thing, that well. But yeah, like, what? Just again, you're right. Like three hours with this, I'm out of it. You brought it down to two hours, I would have been in it. So why make me? Why even take the chance that I wouldn't be in it? Any of your audience, you got a good thing. This is amazing. Make us in it, and it would have been the best movie of the year. But you made it too long, and I don't care anymore. And if you're going to say, I made it long so that you would feel like it was long, fuck, fuck, get out of here. No, don't do that. <laughs> Just yeah. like, I'm watching your movie, man. I'm in your thing. You're fucking with me. Don't do that. But the dick, okay? Yeah. So, like, yeah, what an insane thing. It's hilarious. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> there is, so Bo goes, uh, Bo's, there's an attic, and uh, his mom is like, you don't want to know what's in the attic, Bo. You don't want to know. And he's like, God, I gotta know. I kind of want to know. So he goes up there, and there's a version. If you gotta watch the movie to understand, but it's a version of himself that's kind of like sh- shriveled and disheveled and hidden away, locked away in the attic. And then there is a, I somewhere between eight and twelve foot tall penis with arms, a mouth, and 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 it's all practical effects, which I loved. And testicles that are and testicles that are gigantic because they've never ejaculated. And it's screaming, and it's like. And it's just like someone breaks in and shoots it and throws and a knife starts into it, leaking and it's just like yeah a lot and then he gets yanked from the attic and his and his mom's like that's your father that's your dad up there and it made <laughs> and again i was like i don't okay i'll buy it i guess that's that yeah a crazy scene madness right just crazy i have nothing to say about it other yeah. than that was it needed noting i would say that that was nuts you can say that. And if you're watching the video, I just winked. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was nuts, man. The Parker Posey cameo was like such a highlight of that final yeah, act to me. Like, dude. she's so great. I love Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably my favorite line reading of 2023 is what she utters, like, right after, like, he orgasms. And she's like, ooh, really? You really burst through that bag. <laughs> <laughs> Just her delivery of that is just so she's great. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a national yeah, treasure. She was so good, man. Um, she's uh, yeah, that was a bright spot. Yeah, I was happy she showed up. Any, but I think I think I I'm more tolerant of being in the dark than you are. Cause like yeah. I'm watching this and I'm just like I'm into it. Like I don't really care that it's three hours. Like I watched three hours and nine minutes of Babylon. Like. Yeah, three hours and twelve minutes of but Avatar, sure and this movie is so much better than Avatar: Wave of the Water. And it's just like I thought Avatar moved better than this. It kept, you got me sitting down for three hours. No, but that dialogue it's moving like yeah. it's, there's something going. This is right. I don't know. That whole I, I think thing I just, think the movie hinges on whether the fact if you find it funny, it's going to move. If you don't find it funny, then it's going to lag. But I think all the yeah. stuff in Nathan Lane was great. I thought all of the gags in the beginning was was a lot of fun. Um and I think Joaquin just like he went for it, and it was just like I was there for it. I was, oh, was I was great. there for that entire performance. Yeah. Um, just so many great things, so many fun things. There's, there's something, and maybe I'm just not smart enough to mention it, but uh, it was interesting that I noticed at least I'll I'll take that credit that everyone that was doing the shit on the street, all the crazy criminals, the people that were out in the street, yeah, when they made their way into his apartment, were all behaving the same, saying the same things, doing the same things. The guy was still dancing salsa. The one guy with all the tattoos still screamed, it's hot! 
and put it down. Like whatever behavior they had out there <laughs> was the behavior was in there. And yeah. I was like, there's something here. I don't know what it is, but I just want to be raise my hand and say, Ari, I noticed it. Well, I think you know? that was, I think that kind of plays into the fact why I think he had like some sort of schizophrenia going on. Okay. Yeah. We're just like, none of this can be happening. Like the brown recluse spider crawling on his face. Did you freak out there on that? I sure did, man. I hate yeah. spiders. He just came out of nowhere on that. Yeah, it was tough. The guy about top the bathtub, like, this is so funny. Yeah. Just- <laughs> but see, that's interesting because I'm like, it's I didn't think that was funny. Okay. So I guess that's another test, another testament. Yeah. And it was just like, wow, people are going to be watching this and this could be funny to some. I guess that's any movies like this. But to couple it with horror. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if there's a movie that I am equally like frightened and having a I don't think time. he wanted to frighten you though. <sighs> I think she's just... she guzzling pain. Like it, it, it was the the imagery was terrifying. Yeah. The way that Parker Posey was like um see I think that's funny. Like yeah. stiff. Yeah. Like that was hilarious, was and they just like See, they kind of just carry it out of the room. Yeah, like it's a it prop. was eerie and creepy. There's like, an eeriness about the whole thing. Yeah, and it's creepy, and like there is a fear base here somewhere. And yeah. it's like. I'd see. I just think how that's how do you do it? I, don't know if you can I just do think it. that's like comedy of the absurd right there. It was yeah. like they, they just took her out of the room like she was a prop, and it was just like, like, and like some it. random guy comes in and takes her out. Like, okay, your your time on set is done. And it was just like, yeah. you know, it was like it was things like that where it's just like I know what you're saying. Be- I just, uh, I guess, I guess I wasn't, I wasn't thinking it was going to be horror. Okay. And so I just, I didn't think of it that way at all. Mm-hmm. I just thought of it as, as just like a like a, an anxiety ridden, you know, comedy. But the parts that were scary were scary. It was like it had the heaviness. When the mom comes in, the daughter's dead, and she's screaming. Like, that whole scene was very hereditary. It was very, like, this is awful. It was not funny. Yeah. Especially to couple it with, like, a funny scene before that or something. Right. And it was, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here, but it just, I don't know. Uh, what do you give it? I give it a four out of five. See, I was having so much trouble, man. Yeah. Uh, three and me, a half. I was gonna say to me, you sound like a three. Yeah, three, three and a half. Yeah, six or seven for you, those of you at we home. We should, we you know, what we should do. We should guess what we should not guess. I can't get it down. Others. I don't know what the numbers are. You want me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do another thing? You did so hey, well. You know guess we the numbers. Do? We should add another hey, layer to hey, this. Hey, you know what hey, we hey, should hey. do? Mommy's with the maggots now. <laughs> Is that your Brooklyn plumber? He's back again. Hey, mommy's with the Mario. And we're man. gonna flush them out. Hey, mommy's with the Koopas now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Well, damn, dude, that was great. What Hi, a everybody. Thing. What a what an what an episode for us. And you know what? We're at an hour and a half. This is tight. This is tight. Um, this is Unlike good stuff. Bo. Yeah. Um, oh wait, one last thing. Um, uh, yeah, go for it. Original title sure, sure. of Bo is Afraid was Disappointment Boulevard. Which do you prefer? I was afraid. Do you? Okay, I like Disappointment Boulevard better. Really? Yeah. Because it just sounds like, I mean, it's more about like what this movie is. It's just like this never-ending road of just disappointment that Bo is just trapped on. This movie is not a disappointment. So I'll say that. Like, it's just, it's good. Where'd that come from? <laughs> because Disappointment Boulevard. <laughs> like, this movie is not a disappointment. Yeah. I would feel like people would take, that's probably why I didn't name it. People would run with that. Like, yeah, a great name. You know, why don't you just call it shit film? So my last question. (laughs) (laughs) 
is uh, what do you think Bo is actually afraid of? Um, his mother is too simple. It's not his mom. Uh, I mean, I, 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 not afraid of his mother. I, I guess I kind of struggled with this too. Maybe I just, I just of assumed his... of just disappointing his mother. Yeah, I guess I was, that's what I yeah. assumed. I'm agreeing with you, but yes. I wonder why. I wonder why he, uh, a, he changed the title, and b, why he called it. I was afraid. Yeah, I don't know. Let's call him, uh, <laughs> guys. We've got a, another show coming up after this. Another episode. You can follow us on Instagram at. Talking Pictures Podcast with underscores in, in between the words. Not a hell of a lot coming out over the next couple weeks. Here's the four we're going to do. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. Blackberry. That's right. You heard it here probably second by now. But uh, they're making a movie called Blackberry, which is about it. <laughs> and, uh, we remember those devices. You remember those? Um, yeah, the mother. Uh, some J-Lo Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Somebody's a killer or a detective. I don't know. Okay. One, one end of those. Maybe both. One end of that, ex- <laughs> that spectrum. And then Still, which is um, Michael J. Fox documentary, which is going to be super great. That's on right. Apple. That's on Apple. The mother's on Netflix. The other two are inside of a movie. Check us out on uh, Record Jack, which should probably come out a week after this episode. Correct. Um, yeah. And I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Yeah. Um, we're also on Letterboxd. So go check that out. Where Evan has a lot of reviews. And he kind of rates all the movies I watch. I did indeed. Uh, and by we, I mean him. And I'm, I'm going to go tonight now. I'm going to go tonight. Good night. <laughs> Doodles.